in order to understand where we're picking up from on Dafyadzaina Maralov, the third line Gufa, we need to remind ourselves of the last Brisa and Machlaikas that we are trying to figure out. And here's the discussion. Rav is of the opinion that there is no biblical source, there's no there's no Doraisa source that liquids can become tummy. This whole thing of tummy liquids is Midrabanan. Liquids becoming tummy is purely Midrabanan. That's Rav's opinion. Shmuel argues, and Shmuel says, Rav, nope, nothing doing. Mashke, Mashkin, drinks are mitame biblically. However, this that drinks can also be mitame other things is midrabana. Rav is of the opinion, again, that there's no biblical source whatsoever that drinks become tame. Certainly, it's not Midoraisa that it can be Metame others. And Shmuel is of the opinion that biblically drinks may become Tame. However, it's Midorabonon, it's rabbinical, that it can transmit Tume. Seder, everybody's in agreement that, the trans, that liquids to transmit Tume is Midorabonon. The Machlokas is a liquid itself becoming Tame. Rav's of the opinion that that is also Midorabonon. Shmuel's of the opinion that that is Doraisa, and as we explained yesterday, there is a verse in the Torah referring to liquids being Yitma, and the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is how to interpret the word Yitma. Does the word, um, does the word Yitma um, uh, infer that it's becoming Tameh or that it can, uh, or that it can uh, transmit Tameh? Okay? So keep that Machlokas in mind, and... Now, the Gemara is going to focus on the Brisa that we ended off with on the end of Tesezai in Amr Beis, which was the whole back and forth where Chagai came to the Kehanim by the second Beis HaMikdash. And, um, and uh, he, had a, he had a sikhsuch, so to speak. He, had a, a, uh, uh, he asked them a question, and then we had a machlekes as to whether the Kehanim were correct in their answer or not, whether their, the, their halachic response was correct. Rav had said that the Kohanim, when they said that when, when Chagai asked them, is the oil tahar, that they were, they made a mistake when they said it's tahar, and it really was Tomei. And um, Shmuel argued on him. All right, so here we go. With that quick reminder, an introduction, we're up to the word Gufa, three lines from the top, Yudzayin, but Aleph Gufa, a piece of it previously quoted. Braisa, Rab Omar, Ishtabish, Kahanim, Rab says the Kahanim made a mistake by saying it is Tohar. And Ushmul, Omar, Lai, Ishtabish, Kahani, Ishmul says the Kahanim did not make a mistake. Let's explain. Rab Omar, Ishtabish, Kahani. Rab says the Kahanim made a mistake when they said it's Tohar because Ravi Bakadish, Boyminayub. Here's the situation, Rab explains. Chagai asked them about oil that was a revi'i betuma. Now let's remember, something that's chulin, you can have an av hatuma, a rishon letuma, and a sheni letuma. If a sheni touches something else, chulin, if chulin sheni touches something else, it's not tame. However, let's say something hectish, which is a sheni hatuma, touches something else, so something that's Kaddish could become a Shlishi Tumah and then a Revi'i Tumah. 
If a Ravi'i Tomei Hektish touches something else, it does not become a Hamishi. A Hamishi Latoma is not possible. Okay? Ever. Hamishi is not possible ever. Shlishi and Ravi'i is possible by Hektish. And it stops at Shani by Chul. So Rav says that the Gahana made a mistake because Chagai had asked them about something Kaidish that was already at a level of Ravi'i Batuma. The Amru Lei Tahar, they told Chagai that it's Tahar, and that's a mistake. Because you, you may have a Ravi'i Tuma by Kodesh. You can't have a Hamishi, but you may have a Ravi'i. Ushmul Amar, Shmuel says that the Gahanan's Psak was not a mistake. Hamishi Bo'i Mei Nayu. Because Chagai wasn't asking them about whether this oil was a Ravi'i. He was asking them about the halacha, about something that touches a Ravi'i, which would potentially be a Chamishi. And when the Kahanim say, Tahar, there's no such thing as Chamishi, they were actually correct. Okay? So the Machloka is Rav and Shmuel, about whether the Kahanim made a mistake when they responded to Chagai, is what we call a Machloka's what was the scenario that Chagai was asking them about? According to Rav, he wanted to know about a Ravi'i, and it's possible to have a Ravi'i Batoma. And according to Shmuel, he was asking them about a Chamishi, and that's impossible. Fine. Says the Gemar. According to Rav's understanding that Chagai wanted to know the halacha of a Ravi'i Batoma, that itself, a Ravi'i itself, Bishim Rav, according to Rav, that's why, if you look at the bottom of Tes Zayin Amud Beis, in the Brisa that we read, if you don't mind turning back, and it says, um, two lines from the bottom of Tes Zayin Amud Beis. Again, a person's holding the corner of his garment inside of, uh, uh, you know, and he's got something tummy inside of it, okay? And then it touches... Bread, soup, you see that? Lechem, two lines to the bottom. Uh, th- the lechem is three lines to the bottom. Lechem, bread, nazid, which is like nazid adoshim, right? A kind of soup, like a stew. Yayin, oil, vishemen. Uh, yayin, wine, vishemen, and oil. Okay? It touches these four things. So according to Rav, it makes sense. Hainu dechsev arba, lechem, bread, Soup, wine, oil, because now we're dealing with a ravi'i. The oil is a ravi'i batuma. Seder, and we want to throw about the oil is the oil itself. Tame. Ella l'shmuel, but according to Shmuel, that the shaila is not about the bread, the soup, the wine, or the oil. Rather, it's about a fifth thing that touches the oil. So where's that fifth thing listed? Chamisha minale. Where's the fifth thing listed for the Kahanim to have to respond to his shayla? So the Gemara says, no. Shmuel may actually work out with the Brisa of Chagai, and we may actually be talking with something touching the Ravi. I, why isn't it listed? Answer the Gemara. Does it say that the corner of his garment touched the bread with the toma that was in it? No. Listen to this. It says, with the garment itself, he touched the bread. 
meaning he touched the bread with the thing that was in his garment. What was in his garment? An avatoma, a sheretz. So you have a sheretz, that's an avatoma. The sheretz touches the bread. The bread is now going to be a... Um, uh, um, the I'm sorry, yeah, the the sheretz is in the garment. The garment is the reshine. Now the bread, which the garment touches, is becoming the sheni. Now the stew, the, the soup that the bread is touching, is becoming the shlishi. That touches the wine. The wine's a revi'i, and the oil will be a chamishi. Seder? So according to Shmuel, you can actually read into the b'risa that the question was, dealing with a chamishi betoma, and therefore the kahanim were correct in paskening that that's tahar, because they, they're saying there's no such thing as a chamishi betoma when it comes to hektish, to, to put this answer into a nutshell. In our question, we assumed that the av hatoma, the sheretz inside the garment, touched the bread. The bread now becomes a rishon. And then all you have is bread rishon, Soup sheni, wine shlishi, oil rabi. That was in the question what we thought. The answer is no. The sheretz did not touch the bread. The sheretz was in a garment. So the garment is a reshine. We have the added garment now. Now that the garment is the reshine, the bread becomes the sheni. The soup becomes the shlishi. The wine becomes the ravi. And that stops. The oil must be tahar because that's chamishi. And there ain't no such thing as a chamishi betuma. Um... Um, either by Chulin or by Hektish, period. Okay. Says the Gemara, a new b'raisa. Toshma, come and listen. Let's continue on with the Shaila that Chagai was asking the Kahanam again, like we explained yesterday, when he came back to rebuild the second base Hamikdash, and we were trying to establish the Halachas. So by Yomer Chagai, Chagai said, if a person who is tome mace touches any of these things, hayitame. Right now we're going to understand hayitame meaning if a tome mace touches any of these things, the bread, the soup, the wine, the oil, is it tome? And the kahanim responded, Yitma, which is a future tense. Yes, it will become Tame. It makes sense according to Shmuel. They're not making any sort of mistakes. They're right. They're right. If the guy touches any of these things, so it's Tame. Yeah, now, if the Kahanim knew their beans enough to answer this, so then even by the first case where you have the sheretz inside the garment, if the kahanim knew their beans, they knew their beans. That's basically what we're pointing out according to Shmuel. But according to Rav who held that the kahanim were mistaken in their answer, why in the first part, when you have the sheretz inside the garment that touches the bread, that touches the soup, that touches the wine, touches the oil, Rav says, oh, they made a big mistake. By paskening tahar. They're, they're wrong. But when they said, they certainly were correct. So according to Rav, 
What is it? The Gahana knew some, not the other. It's the same conversation. We're assuming either they're right, and uh, we're either following what they're saying, or we're not following what they're saying. Om Rav Nachman, Om Rav Baravua. Rav Nachman says the name of Rav Baravua. No, they're two separate halachas. You know why? Because by the second halacha, I'm sorry, by the first halacha that we listed on the bottom of Yudzayin, of Tazayin, of Beis, when we said, you have a sheretz inside of a garment that touches the bread, that touches the soup, that touches the wine, that touches the oil. I feel like I'm saying chad gadia. Yeah. So over there, they made a mistake. Why? Thomas sheretz, they're not so bakantin. They don't have so clear, you know, sheretz. But tummy mace, maybe we're going to follow them there because people are more knowledgeable about tummy mace than they are tummy sheretz. That's Rav Nachman's answer. Ravina Omar Ravina says, Hosom Ravi, Hokashlishi, that maybe by uh, Tomas Sheretz, Chagai wants to know about the Ravi'i, and maybe they weren't so familiar with how far Tuma goes by Hektish. But Hokashlishi, everybody would be in agreement that the third level of Tuma certainly um, uh, gives off Tuma. Why? Because everybody knows, everybody knows, meaning the Kahanim are going to remember that if Hulan stops at Shani, Hektish goes further. So they're going to know that it's at least a shlishi. How much further, they may not know. Sometimes people ask you, like, I'm familiar a little bit. You know, I, I know for sure this. I don't know about the extent of it. Okay? So that's really what Ravina's possible uh, answer is. Again, the question was, either you follow the Kahanim or you don't follow the Kahanim, according to Rav. According to Shmuel, we're following the Kahanim. They're not making any mistakes. But according to Shmuel, according to Rav, who said the Kahanim made a mistake by Tomah Sheretz, why by Sheretz are we... Not listening to them, but by Tomei Meis we are. So Rav Nach, two answers. Rav Nachman's answer, first of all, is because maybe they know Sheretz better than, maybe they know Tomas Meis better than they know Tomas Sheretz. And Ravina has a second answer, and he says maybe they know Shlishia uh, Toma better than Ravida Toma. Period. All right. Either way, we still have the Machoikas Rav and Shmuel about whether the Kahanim made a mistake in their Psak or not. Toshma. Let's come and listen to the following Brisa continuing on in the story of Chagai asking the Kahanim about the Psak Halachis as far as Tumah. Bayan Chagai. Chagai then says, Bayaymer. Bayan really means to like respond and answer. Bayaymer and he says, Kain ha'om hazeh. Yes, this people, this nation, the Kain ha'goyazeh, the Fonai no'om Hashem. This um, this nation, the Esha Goy, Goy is a, uh, um is usually referring to Klal Yisrael, a Goy is also an expression of a group of a nation, is in front of me, so says Hashem. Okay. Now, Bishlam al-Rav, according to Rav, who said the Kahana made a mistake, Hainu Dechsiv Tomei. The end of that Pasuk says that they, Hashem says they're all in front of me, and the Karbonus that they're bringing to me is now Tomei. That's how the Pasuk ends. It's now Tomei. So according to Rav, okay, so Rav says they made a mistake in saying the oil was tar. Now we're establishing it was Tameh. Beautiful, they made a mistake. But according to Shmuel, it says when the Kahanim said that when they responded that all these things are Tahar, they didn't make a mistake. It's Takad Allah. Why would Chagai say, oh, Hashem says, look at this nation in front of me. Look at this, um, look at this guy. That's here. They're bringing Tameh in front of me. According to Shmuel, it's not Tameh. Am I Tameh? Where's the Tameh in the Pasuk? According to him, everything's tar. So 
Gemara says, Ismue Kamesan. Shiva Shetaretz. Right? Like we said, Shiva guy is running by the pool. Lifeguard screams at him. It says, No running. Walking. Can't read. And the Shiva guy tells him, Tells the lifeguard, No, you can't read. No walking? Uh, running. Depends where you put the emphasis. Is it a question? Is it a statement? If you read the sign at the pool as a question, it says, it says, it says, uh, walking, no running, right? The walking, no running. You're supposed to run. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to read this. So, says Shmuel, when Chagai was saying that Kain Ha'am, the Kain is no Mashem, it was in a question form. It wasn't in a statement form. And he was asking, is this nation knowledgeable in the laws of Tumah and Tara? But he wasn't making a statement that things were brought to Tumah. He was like uh, speculating. But I says the Gemara. If you can't, don't tell me he was speculating. It says, and so was everything that they made. Is tummy, which seems to be a statement. That uh, you're right, it's a statement, but what Chagai meant is it's not that there, were, uh, there was actual tumma there. Really, maybe it was tar. And the Kahanim were correct in saying it was tar. So why do you say tummy? Because Chagai was saying later on there's going to be a time where our actions become tummy, not the Karbanis are tummy. Our actions become tummy. Our actions become impure. Yeah, the Torah is going to consider it as if it is brought in a state of Tumah. That even if it was brought by Torah, there's going to be a time where it's brought in a state of Tumah. There's a uh, Misa brought about a um, uh, lecturer that was going around different uh, towns giving uh, drushes. And he came to the town of Brisk, and the Briskarov said that no shul is, al- is allowed to permit this lecturer to speak because he had heard that this lecturer um, uh, wasn't so straight, yeah, it wasn't so yashers, didn't have a, it wasn't an emesdiki yid, wasn't a truthful yid, it's a great orator, wasn't a truthful yid. So when this guy came to town, this lecturer, he heard nobody's offering him to speak. You know, he goes to everywhere else. The place is packed. Here, they're not even letting him. See, he's, he's very upset. So he comes into the briskarov, and he says, let me tell you my drasha. If you have any problem with what I'm going to say, I won't give it. But I guarantee you won't have a problem. And the briskarov tells him, if something kosher is cooked in a treif of pot, it's treif. I don't care if the words of Tyra that come out of your mouth sound good, your head is treif. And therefore, no matter what you say, the kosher that's cooked in it is going to come out treif. You're not speaking in my town. <laughs> he, he, he didn't let him speak. And um, what Marzutra is explaining from Chagai is that he was saying that, oh, there's going to come a time where Hashem's going to say about the nation that the things he brought in me is tummy. It's not that the Karbanas were actually Tomei, but because of the negative actions that Klai Yisrael is going to turn to, 
HaKadosh Baruch is going to look at, at the, the offerings that we bring and say, you know what, it's still coming betumah. It's still, uh, you know, the, the animal might be tar, but the people who are bringing it are, uh, are tummy, period. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted b'risa. Rab Tony Mashki, base mitbechayim. Rab said that the whole source of liquids being able to become tummy is learned out from the butchering part of the base hamikdash. The Levi Tana, okay, and Levi taught us, Mashki Bey Mad It's not the liquids from the butchering place inside the base hamikdash. It's rather referring to the liquids that are used on the Bey Mid Bechaya. is Aramaic for the Mizbeach, which is the altar. Okay? And any liquids that are poured on the altar, which we know there are many. There are many different liquids that go on the Mizbeach. There's blood, there's wine, there's water, depending on what Aveda is being done. Um, so those things could become tough. Fine. Now says the Gemara. Lil Levi, according to Levi, that the halakhas of Tumah and Tara by liquids are learnt out are learnt out from the liquids that are brought on the mizbeach. So honey, it makes sense. Isfira lekishmuel da amar dochen milatami Tumas acherim. According to Shmuel, who we started out today explaining holds that liquids become tummy themselves. They just don't transmit tuma to other things. So Hakol Beseder, it makes sense. Abu Tumas Asiyeshlehem. So Mishkachasla, you're going to find the oils that are on the Mizbeach that can become Tameh. The Nagi Berishan will say where uh, all these things, the the certainly the bread that's dry, but the soup is a liquid, the wine is a liquid, the oil is a liquid. How are they becoming Tameh? Because they touch the Rishan Latoma. Okay. And um, and Chagai had a question: What's going to be the halacha if you have somebody who's a rishon that touches these things, and uh, they're going to say that that um, these things will become tame? They just won't make other things tame. But if Levi is going to be of the opinion of Rav that dachon means that the liquids in the base hamikdash. Are totally pure. Not that they're tummy and they they're just tahar from impurifying other things, but it actually is totally pure. How are you ever going to find liquids that are tummy? How is it possible? Now this is not the same question that we've been trying to answer before, right? Let's keep this in mind. Pre- the previous tashamas, the previous brises, were trying to prove whether Rav was correct in in that the kahanim made a mistake, or is Shmuel correct that the Gehanim did not make a mistake? That's what we're trying to figure out up until now. Now what we're trying to do is something new. And we're just saying that we had a different machlaikas between Rav and Shmuel as to what the source of liquid Tumah is in the base, between Rav and Levi as to what the source of Tumah is in the base Hamikdash. And we're asking now just on Shitat's Levi, is he going you know, which opinion uh, is he going to fall under? So the Gemara right now is saying it as a question form. It's not like a, it's not like a, we're about to upslug something. We're not about to refute him. We're just pointing out. Levi seems to only fit in with Sh- with Shmuel's psak. 
that liquids can become Tomei Midaraisa, they just can't transmit Tuma. As opposed to Rav, who says it can't even become Tomei Midaraisa, how is Levi saying that the oils on the Mizbeach, yeah, gonna become, how, how does that even fit in? It's never becoming Tomei. So the Gemara says, Al Krach Al fine. So Levi's following Shita Shmuel, Beseder. There's no issue with that. Fine, you're right. Good point. He's following Shmuel. Now, Uli Shmuel. And according to Shmuel, Hanicha, it's understandable. If he would be in agreement with Rav, the Tani Mashki base, Mitbachaya, who taught us that we're dealing with, we want to know about the liquids of the butchering place inside the base on Mikdash. Now, the liquids in the butchering place are going to be blood and water, which will show has to be. When they were butchering the water, when they were butchering the animal, so there's certainly going to be blood. And we're going to explain shortly why there was water in the butchering area as well. But the liquids from the Beimid Bechaya that were brought on the Mizbeach, maybe Nami Metamu. Maybe not only do they become Tomei, they can even give off Tuma. Because they're not limited to the restriction of the butchering place. There's never wine found in the butchering place. There's never oil found in the butchering place. But it's brought on the Mizbeach. And now, Zok Shmuel, oh, the Kahanim were correct when they told uh, when they told Chagai that yeah by any of these things it doesn't go past a Ravid. Ravid loya v'chamishi a Ravid. They told them a Ravid doesn't make a chamishi. There's no such thing ever as a chamishi latoma a shlishi of a Ravid. A shlishi latoma by Hekdesh may become a Ravid. Aleis savar lei But if Shmuel is following Shitas Levi, the Tani Mashki beimid v'chaya who holds that we're dealing with not only the liquids of the butchering place, but the, any liquid that's brought on the Mizbeach, including wine and oil. Why do you got to explain that the question was whether a Ravid can make Ramishi? Wines and oil, things that are brought on the Mizbeach, cannot even make a Tomas Shlishi. Okay? Now, the Gemara says it's going to come out that Shmuel must be following Shitas Rab. Now here's, here was the thrust of the Ha'ar, of what the Gemara was trying to point out. And that is that Shmuel must be following the Shita of Rab, how to understand Yaisi ben Yayezer. Um, that Rab was of the opinion that it's got to be by the base mitbachaya. It's got to be uh, dealing with the, the liquids from the butchering area, and it cannot be dealing with the liquids from the Mizbeach, because when it comes to liquids on the Mizbeach, wine, which is a Sheni Hatuma, cannot make a Shlishi. That is one of the halachas of things that are brought on the Mizbeach, unlike other Kachim, where you can get to Ravi and when you can get to Shlishi and Ravi, things, uh, wine, what's brought on the Mizbeach, cannot become. A revi, a shlishi or Ravi, it stops at a stops at a Shani. Memela, it doesn't work out with Shitas um, with um, with Shitas Levi that we're dealing with Beimid Bechaya because it wouldn't make any sense. It must be Shmuel's following Shitas Rav. Period. And let's show this how this halacha plays out. Let's just show the picture of this halacha. 
Tanya Kavase the Rav, Tanya Kavase the Levi. This machlaikas between Rav and Levi as to whether liquids in the Beis Hamikdash are become tame, sourced from the butchering place, which only had water and blood. And I said we're going to get to the water part. We know why there's blood. We're going to get to the water. Or according to Levi, that says that you have um, water, blood, oil, wine, because it's bay mid bechaya, things that come on the mizbeach. We have a brisa supporting both opinions, and let's go through two brises. Tanya Kavasi Delevi. Here's the brisa which proves. I shouldn't say proves, but backs up, supports. The opinion of Levi. The Brisa says as follows: Hadam v'hayayin v'hashemen v'hamayim. Now these four liquids are all brought in the mizbeach. Mashki be'mid b'chayim. These are all considered drinks of the mizbeach. Shenitmu b'fnim v'hitziyoy mi'bechutz. If they became tomei inside the base hamikdash and somebody took them now outside the base hamikdash. The halacha is tahirin. They do not give off. Tahar over here means they don't give off any further impurity. Okay? Now, they remain tame because they became tame. But now that it's no longer fit, it's not considered hectish enough to continue tumma. And remember, chulin stops at Ashani. So if you have things that became Tumma that are taken outside, they don't continue to transmit Tumma because it's not considered anymore on that level of Hektish. Nitmu Bechutz. Let's say they became Tumma outside the Beis HaMikdash, that somebody brings it inside the Beis HaMikdash, then they can, the, these liquids can even give off Tumma. Okay? Um... They uh, they remain tummy, not to give off tummy. I'm sorry, they're going to remain tummy because there's no reason that their tumma should be removed. They became tummy just because you brought the base mikdash. There's no reason to remove that tumma. Says the Gemara on this brisa without getting into Levi, but the Gemara says, "Ini, how does this make any sense?" Vam Rabbi ben Levi, yeah, how does it make sense? That something that's tummy inside the base of mikdash now, when you take it out, all of a sudden it's called tahar. What are you talking about? It's only tar inside the base of Mikdash. Isn't that coming to tell us that we're excluding the, uh, your case? Excluding your case where it became Tomei inside and then was uh, taken outside that there it's not going to be Tomei. Says Gemara Loi, that's not the case we're excluding. You know what it's excluding? It's going to exclude a case where it became tummy outside, and now somebody brings it inside, then it's still going to be tummy. I've been coming, we're talking about in its place it became tummy. Mar says, No, you misunderstand the Bryce. Here's what the Bryce meant. These liquids that are brought on the Mizbeach are tahar when they became tummy inside the base Hamikdash. And they became tummy inside the base Hamikdash, and they're taken out. Now it's going to be tar because the tumma is not going to remain uh, once it loses its status of hectic. So that's the brisa, um, which seems to be a um, uh, not a proof but a uh, a backup for Levi's shita that any liquids that are brought on the mizbeach 
have a connection to Tumah, as opposed to Rav, who states that it's about the butchering area, it's not about liquids that are brought. Now, the, again, the butchering area is blood and water. The Mizbeach is blood, water, wine, and oil. Now, let's get to Rav Shita, that, that only liquids inside the Besamekdash that become Tumah are blood and water. Let's go. Tanik the Rav. Hadam v'hamayim, you have blood and water, mashki basement v'chaya, those are the liquids of the butchering place of the Beis HaMikdash, shenitmu, the wine, the, the blood and the water became tummy. Bein b'kelem, bein b'karka. Whether they were tummy inside of a kli, a vessel utensil, it became tummy, or whether it became tummy in the ground, to hirim. These things are going to be tohar. Now let's explain, let's turn to Ahmed Beis. Let's explain this. You have blood and wine. Become tummy in a vessel or on the ground. Tahar. Rabbi Shimon Aimer, Bekalim Tumay and Bekarakatahir. Rabbi Shimon says if it's tummy in a vessel, it's tummy. Touches a tummy vessel, the wine or blood, beca- the water or blood becomes tummy. But Bekarka, it's Tahir. Okay. Omar of Papa. Rav Papa says, "Afilu lemanda Omar Tomas Mashkin Dairaisa." Let's go back to yesterday's daf. Even according to the Mandi Omar, that liquids may become tame with a Dairaisa Dika source. Machloikas that we had yesterday. Mashki base mit bachaya hilchesogemirile. Inside the base hamikdash, there's zero biblical source for these liquids to become tummy. It's a halach lemaish that they could become tummy. It is. Now this is. Let's talk why this is huge. Let's talk outside for a minute. Let's get this clear. Until now, we've been under the premise that if liquid is tummy biblically, there shouldn't be a difference whether you're inside the base of Mikdash or outside the base of Mikdash. There's no such thing as the Torah applying to some places and not the other. That's been the premise. If it's Rabbanon, so then it can apply some places and not apply other places. It just, expi- it just ex- depends on how the Rabbanon established it. If the Rabbanon established the halacha outside the base of Mikdash, and not inside the base of Mikdash, But when something is a Dairaisa, you can't say it only applies here, it doesn't apply there. That's been the premise that we've been working on. Says Rav Papa, here's his statement. Even if you hold Tumas Mashkin is biblical, inside the base of Mikdash, certainly it's a Halach Lomash Misinai. It's not Dairaisa. Okay, so let's focus on why this is a big change. This is a shift. We're shifting in Rav Papa, and we're going to focus on this now. We're going to focus on this shift. Rav Papa is saying, you have Allah in the Torah, it does not apply to the butchering place in the base of Mikdash. Butchering place in the base of Mikdash. There's no Tuma at all. Uh, if you say there's no there's no halacha daraisa anywhere about liquids becoming tamei, 
Sateda, okay, it's possible. You should know. He testified that the liquids of the butchering place, they're tohar. Fine. It makes sense because it's the same as everywhere else. There's no biblical source. However, but if it's Allah that the butchering place of Esmikdash is excluded from Dine Taira, then one second. The whole butchering place is an exclusion to the rule. You can't learn out from an exclusion. Really, everything is midaraisa. First of all, how is it excluded? But the question right now is, even if it is, so it's a unique exclusion. You're not going to say, oh, one second. The Torah says there's biblically tumma on drinks. Beimit v'chaya, the Maisha passed down, it doesn't apply there. Oh, so now let's look at Beimit v'chaya and say, oh, if Beimit v'chaya has a halacha, must be the same thing applies everywhere else. No. Beimit v'chaya itself is an exclusion to what everything else has halacha to. It's the opposite. It's different from everywhere else. You can't use it as a source. Amalei Ravina Larvashi. Ravina says another question on Rav Papa. If you have a vessel that's touched by a tummy liquid, it's tar. But foods are going to be tummy. Now, usually, if you have a suffix, so if it's daraisa, then it's going to be strict. If it's darabanan, it's going to be lenient. In this case, when you have a suffix tumma from, from a liquid, that if the liquids inside um, uh, inside the, uh, the, the base mitbechaya, inside of the butchering area of the base hamikdash, were inside of a kli, inside of a vessel, it's tummy. If it's in the ground, it's going to be Tohar. Okay? Um, now we know that things in the ground, there's a... Let's, uh, let's finish off the question and I'm going to focus on this halacha. But if the butchering place is only halacha mashmisinai, mali bekele, mali bekarka, what difference in kele and karka? Why should there be an afkamina? The Gemara answers kasha, which shockingly, shockingly, I don't understand, there's a f- fascinating Rashi uh, just to point out before we explain the whole sugi outside to wrap it up. But Rashi, about 15, 16 lines before the lines get wide, and Rashi says that you, this word kasha, usually, ha- what's a kasha? You have a question, but you, the, guy, the guy's not wrong, right? We're not upslugging it. We're not saying it's refuted. It's totally wrong. Rashi over here says, the, in uh, kasha, of Papa When we say the word kasha, we're saying Rav is totally blown out of the water. He's wrong. Usually by a kasha, like we keep explaining, he's not wrong. But over here, because of both Rav Hunar Breder of Nussan's question and Ravina's question to Ravashi on Rav Papa's halacha, how's it shayich to go ahead and say that if Dairaisa, but basement Bechaya is excluded from the Dairaisa, he's wrong. We're not following the opinion of Rav Papa. Okay, so that's that answer. But let's talk about this. this let's talk outside about this halacha about this halacha concerning liquid inside of a cleat 
and liquid inside of the ground. Let me ask everybody a question. If liquids may become tummy, how does a tummy person dip in a wet mikvah and become tahar? The water is now tummy. I get the cash. I get the cash, right? If liquids become tummy, so now every mikvah water is tummy. Right? How does it work? So Allah is like this. A mikvah, which is in the ground, or anything that's fit to be a mikvah, is not capable of becoming tummy. That must be. It needs to be like that. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Okay? Now, the Rabbanon said, for something to be a kosher mikvah, you need 40 sa'a. In our day and age, it's about 200 gallons of mikvah one. That's Midar Rabbanon. Midar Iraisa, you need much less. You don't need that amount. Okay? All you need Midar Iraisa, biblically, is that the puddle of natural water can submerge whatever you want to be metahir. So if uh, Tendler is one size, I may need less water than somebody bigger than me for my mikvah, because they need, they're much larger than me. They need more water to submerge them. Somebody's, uh, somebody's smaller, right? something very small. I have a, a spoon that became tame, and I want to be metahir. All right, two inches of water, kosher mikvah, you're good to go. Okay? Now, midai raisa, the minimum amount needed to be a kosher mikvah is a revius. Revius between 2.8 and 4.4 ounces, depending on the shita. Okay? So, biblically, if you have a revius of water that's fit to be, that it's on the ground and fit to be a mikvah, it's not capable of becoming tummit. Seder, this is the difference between a keli and a karka. That's what the Gemara was going to say. Or of Shimon, of Shimon, When you have the liquids in the base mitbechayim, the liquids of, in the area of the base hamikdash where they had the butchering place. So if it's inside of a vessel, it's gathered. The liquids gathered inside of a vessel. So it's tame. Because it doesn't, because even midiraisa, it's not a kosher mikvah, but something that's gathered on the ground, on the floor, on the ground, is going to be tar. The liquid's going to be tar. Why? Because it itself is a kosher mikvah midiraisa, as long as you have a revius. All you need is 2.8 ounces of this liquid, of water, and all of a sudden it's attached to the ground because it's on the floor, and there's no way it could become tummy. By a suffix, for sure. Suffolk for sure. Okay? That was the, uh, that's why Rib Shimon makes the nafkamina between water that's inside of a keli and water that is on the ground. Now let's focus on this psak halacha. Let's focus on this psak halacha of Rib Shimon. Amar of Papa. Rav Papa says, now keep in mind we just blew Rav Papa out of the water on his last statement where he says uh, that you could have, you could have uh, liquids or tummy midairaisa 
and there's an exception to the rule inside the base of Mikdash. We, we asked two strong questions and we refuted it. But now Rav Papa is coming to explain Rav Shimon. Amr Rav Papa. Hada Amrit Bakar this that we say that water on the floor in the butchering place remains tahar. That liquid means only remember there's two liquids in the butchering place. What are the two liquids? Blood and water. Okay? Remember, butchering place has blood and water. The Mizbeach also has wine and oil. The butchering place is blood and water. This that we say, a liquid on the floor by the base mitbachayim is not tome, is only by water. Avodam lo. Blood is not a kosher mikvah. When on the ground. So, blood on the ground um, is not tar. It's going to be like a kli. It's going to be tummy. Umayim nami. And even water that's on the ground by the basement b'chayim. Layam marun Like we just explained. Okay? Midairaisa. You need just a revius of water on the ground to be a kosher mikvah because you could dunk the smallest thing into that. Something less than a revius is not considered chashuv. The chazi says says papa because you could, uh, you could dunk in... Uh, Small utensils and needles into a revius. Avalai have a revius to me. But if let's say the water on the floor by the basement Bachaim doesn't have a revius, then it's going to still be tum. Omar Mar. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Lakol Tome, Rabbi Yehuda says, two dots, Rabbi Yehuda says that everything is going to be tummy when you have a suffix. Um, when it's touched by a liquid, that tummy liquid could be metame a keli midai raisa, but we learned in a brisa of a mishnah. By the way, just throughout Shas, just to know this, as a general rule, there are exceptions. Whenever you find vahatnan, two nuns, that is a mishnah. When it says vahatanya, tanya is a brisa. Vahatnan is a mission. Okay? General rule as we learn through Shas. Um, just pointing it out now as we're, you know, I should have pointed out earlier, but we're a few mesechtas uh, in now. we got a lot more to go. So uh, let's keep that in mind. There are exceptions to this rule. Okay? It says the Gemara. Vahatnan. But we learned in the Mishnah. Kol akim sheishlam any vessel that has an inside and an outside, meaning it's hollow. Okay? It can hold something. Kigain, karam mikasa, sakabar mutsafim. Pillows, mattresses, uh, not, not a mattress, a pillow, uh, uh, um, a sack, mitsurafim, things that are made out of leather, leather sacks as well. Things that open up. Okay? They're, ho- they, 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 they're, they're hollow. You could put stuff inside. So let, listen to this. When you have something that is meant to hold what we'll call stuff. So if a tummy thing went inside of it, the entire thing becomes tummy. We don't say if I put a tummy item inside of my pillow cover, oh, it only touched the inside layer. The outside part is still tar. No, the entire thing becomes tummy. However, 
The opposite is not true. Nitma gabai. If something tummy touches the outside of this hollow entity, this cup, this bag, this sack, only the outside is tummy. Inside is not tummy. So if hektish goes inside this thing without touching the outside, the hektish is still okay. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda explains. He says, why? I'll explain to you why. He says, When is this rule true? That if, if Toma goes inside, it automatically affects the entire thing. But if something touches the outside, it does not necessarily affect the inside. That is Shanitmu Machmas Mashkim. When these Kalim became Tome only through touching a liquid. But let's say I have a bag or a sack that became Tome through touching a Avhatuma, a Sheretz. Then there's no difference. In other words, this leniency is when something became Tome through a liquid, which in itself is a Shaila. To what extent it can do anything, right? But if a Sheretz touches an item like this, then you touch the bottom of the cup, the whole thing Tome. You touch the middle of the cup, the whole thing at the outside, the whole thing's Tome. And if you're going to say that Thomas Mashkim is metame kelemidai raisa, why are we saying this discrepancy between, oh, when a liquid touches it, yeah, we're a lot more lenient. When a sheriff touches it, we're strict. Why? If taka, a liquid is metame raisa, mali nidba machmas mashkim it's the same thing as a sheriff touching it. There's no difference. There's no difference. So what's Pshat? What's Pshat in Rabbi Yehuda? That he's making this discrepancy. Says the Gemara, Om Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda backed out of that Pshat. Chazer by Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that statement originally when he thought that um, that it was going to be Midaraisa. However, he ultimately backed out and he gave this psak because he, he agrees that it is Midraban. The original thought that, oh, oh, oh maybe the right. Warren says, you're right. We backed out for that. Reviewed is also in agreement that uh, Tomas Mashkim is sourced rabbinically, it's not sourced biblically. Ravina, Amar Ravina says, no, he never backed out. Aye, so why when a liquid, if it's Daraisa, why, when a liquid touches it, do we say, oh, if the liquid touched on the outside, the tummy, the inside's still fine? Why? Why is it different than a sheretz? We're dealing with a biblical tummah. Because there's different types of mashkin. There's different types of liquids. There's a type of liquid that became tummy through touching somebody's hands. Now, this is a fascinating halacha. The Rabbonon made a takana. The Rabbana made a decree that a person's hands, which are constantly moving and touching things, and what we have to assume our hands are tame tumasheni, always, unless we like just washed them or just came out of the mikvah. But since a person's hands are constantly in motion, the Chachamim made a general takana that a person's hands are always considered a sheni hatuma. Now, what they gain by that is that chulin anyway can't become a shlishi. So if my hands are shani and I'm touching things around my house, I don't need to be concerned. Nothing's happening. 
But when I go around hektish, all of a sudden I need to be careful. Right? Because hektish could become a shlishi and revi. So Chacham made a takana about uh, hands that they're shaving. So the Gemara's answer, that's that whole thing is rabbinical. So the Gemara says like this, Rav Yehuda's opinion of the water being a rabbinic thing and only being matame the outside and not the inside, that's talking about water that became tame through, uh, through uh, tame hands, okay, which, which uh, uh, the whole thing is rabbinical. Sheretz, all the ones dealing with liquids that became tame through a sheretz, and there, Hitaka would be machmir. Says the Gemara, it's not possible to say that, because Yehachi, if so, Adetani, instead of saying, that, oh, where do we say that uh, there's a difference if it touched the outside or inside, it's, uh, whether it's he should have said not, uh, a difference in what type of liquid. He should have said it clearly. It's like the, the problem is, the Gemara is about to ask, your main point is never stated. We should have said, when is this whole thing true? When am I lenient? When the liquid anyway has only become tummy through touching uh, Shani Tumah hands. Then certainly, you didn't say that. You didn't make that discrepancy within liquids itself. If you want to say a point, say your point. Did actually back out um, like the previous answer, and he ultimately holds that the ability for a liquid to be metame is um, a din midrabonon. It is not a din midrabonon. Okay. We're now up to Iboyeluhu. Six lines from the bottom. We're almost finished the daf. We're starting a new sugya, but let's finish the daf. But we're going to have to start tomorrow from here anyway, so let's just get a couple of steps in. Okay? But we're really starting a... Uh, it's, it's a new shaila, and it goes... Um, and it goes uh, pretty much through uh, Amadal tomorrow. Let's just discuss the Shaili. Bailu, that's the question. Mikalim Huda Hadar this we said our view to backed out about liquids being metame things, midaraisa, and he now hold that liquids are metame dirabanon. Is that only from liquids being metame a vessel? Avoba Eichlin, but maybe as far as a liquid being able to make food tame, Kareb Yaisi, Reb Shimon Maybe he'll agree that it can make food tame midaraisa. I don't Rebbe Meir. Okay? In other words, we said in the answer that Rebbe Yehuda backed out and he holds that liquids are only metame dirabana. Ask the Gemara, is that always? Or would he still be in agreement with Rebbe Yaisi and Rebbe Shimon that liquid is metame kalim midarabana, but food, if a liquid touches a food, it can still be metami daraisa. Which one is it? How far did he back out? That's the shaila. It's not a kasha. We're not challenging anything. We want to know. This that we said, Rabbi Yehuda backed out of his psak that it was done daraisa. Is that always? Or is he still in agreement that there's still an element of liquids being metami something daraisa? For example, on food. Amram Nachman Yitzhak, Nachman Yitzhak tries to answer. And he says, Tashma, come and listen to the following, uh, to the following braisa. If a cow drinks mechatos, besara tome, its flesh is tome, its meat is tome. Rabbi Yehuda says, the water is, is nullified inside of the me'ayim, inside of the innards of the, uh, the animal. And it's not tome at all. And if you're going to say he only backed out of vessels, but by food, 
he still holds it also me the rice my bug my on the garment how could it be nullified me he the toma khamura le metamu toma kala me and metame even if it's not a high level of toma it should still be a lighter level of toma okay and let's explain this question and we're going to hold it here for today imagine we'll pick up from ibailu but i want to explain what this what this uh, shaila is listen to this fascinating uh, situation. We're going to just call it a situation. The halacha is the biggest chayk in the taira is a para aduma. What is the halacha of a para aduma? A person is tame. A tahar person needs to sprinkle the tame person. The tame person now becomes tahar. And the tahar person who sprinkled him becomes tame. The Taira says that anybody who touches mechatas is going to become tummy. All right? Now, a human being that's alive can become tummy. An animal that's alive cannot become tummy. A carcass may become tummy. An animal that's alive cannot become tummy. What happens if a cow goes and drinks the uh, liquid mixed with the ashes of the paraduma? A cow drinks this mixture. A human being will become tummy. A cow can't become tummy while it's alive. So what happens if a cow drinks this mixture? Nada. Gulnisht. But here's the following situation. The cow drinks in a paraduma. Oh, the Kayan's upset at his cow. Oh, you can't do that. The Kayan gets so upset, he says, you know, I'm having you for dinner. He shechts the, the cow. Guess what? The ashes of the para aduma, the, the liquid, the drink of the para aduma for 24 hours is still considered to be in the intestines of the para aduma and they're of the cow that drank. And Mamela, when I shech the cow, I have to assume the liquid that the cow drunk is still inside of its belly. And now I have a tummy liquid that's touching food because it's touching kosher meat. Previously, if the cow would be alive, no problem. Because the cow itself can't become tummy. But now that the cow is dead, with the water still inside of it, so now the water is mitame the meat. Okay? So, um, so the Allah is like this. The brysa paskind, besara tummy. The meat, the Tanakama says the meat is going to be tummy. Rabbi Yehuda says, He says, no, the water's bottle inside of the cow. Once it, as, as we're going to see, you know, once it gets, it's going to become putrid. That's going to be the next step. We're going to get there. But Rabbi Yehuda is going to be of the opinion that once the cow drinks the water, the water is no longer even considered chatos water. It's not considered water of the paradum anymore. And Mamela, the flesh is going to remain tahar. Okay, now the question is like this. This is going to be the Gemara's question that we'll pick up with tomorrow. If liquids touching food actually remain the Irisa, why wouldn't Rabbi Yehuda be concerned to actually say that the liquid is not nullified? He should be machmir because there's a chance it's it, you know it's not nullified. Maybe there's taka like a pack of liquid sitting inside. The fact that he's lenient, the Gemara is making an assumption, shows us that he does not agree. That, f- that, that water touching food is derisive. It must be Ozder Abon, and that's going to lead to a question. 
Bez Hashem will pick up from Ibailu, uh tomorrow at 7.30.